This is the Oxford Review Research Briefing Synopsis for November 2023. And in this synopsis, four ways organisations deal with the organising paradox. Automating sales agents versus human sales agents in email sales processes. Bullshit receptivity and profound nonsense. How leaders can reduce the stereotype threat of minority recruits. Is it better for leaders to break or bend the rules? Managerial team coaching in practice. Organisational communications and organisational knowledge management. The connection between employee productivity and organisational performance measures. The problem of the organisational autonomy paradox due to regulatory compliance pressures. What factors impact employee productivity and performance when working from home? What types of board diversity improve organisational performance? Why organisational and management support for talent management practice is critical? And the gender variance scale. The four ways organisations deal with the organising paradox. A new study has looked at organisational responses to the organising paradox, or the tension between the democratic ideals of things like shared leadership, participatory decision-making and employee empowerment, versus the need for a hierarchy and management control and direction. The study found that four models that organisations tend to use to manage paradoxes are project-based working, value-oriented participation, customer-oriented participation, and participation controlled by the management. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Four Ways Paradox. Automated sales agents versus human sales agents in email sales processes. A new study which compared the effectiveness of using automated sales agents versus human sales agents during email sales processes has found that humans are better at things like building relationships and rapport, handling complex queries, negotiating and persuading, providing personalised experiences, emotional intelligence, adapting to unpredictable situations, building trust and credibility, and understanding cultural nuances. Automated sales agents, on the other hand, tend to be better at handling high volumes and scalability, 24-7 availability, consistency in responses, efficiency in routine tasks, data processing and analysis, cost-effectiveness, reducing human error, rapid response times, and ease of integration and update. So to learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, Go to the library and search for automated sales agents. Bullshit receptivity and profound nonsense. A new study looking at how language use increases the believability of pseudo-profound bullshit has found that information processing fluency increases the easier and quicker something is to read. And the easier and quicker something is to read, that's known as higher processing fluency, the more likely it is to believe and the less likely it is to be questioned. Difficulty in processing information tends to engage analytical and critical thinking and reduces the likelihood of perceiving such statements as profound or meaningful. 
To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Bullshit. How leaders can reduce the stereotype threat of minority recruits. A new study has looked at how leaders in organisations can reduce stereotype threat amongst recruits or potential leaders to increase leadership diversity. The study found that the leadership style encountered by minority leadership recruits when being recruited has a significant impact on the recruit's perception of stereotype threat, depending on whether the leader themselves is considered to be an in-group or out-group in the context of the organisation. In this study, in-group leaders are leaders who share the same social, ethnic or cultural group as the recruit, sharing similar characteristics or backgrounds with them. Out-group leaders are from different backgrounds to the recruits. Ethical leadership was found to be more effective in reducing stereotype threat when the leader is an out-group member, and authentic leadership was more impactful when the leader was an in-group member. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for stereotype threat. Is it better for leaders to break or bend the rules? A new study looking at the impact of leadership rule bending and breaking on leadership granting behaviours has found that when leaders break the rules, they tend to be seen as being controlled due to their assertiveness in breaking the rules. But they also lack prestige because they're not acting as positive role models. This leads to less leadership granting, in other words, people treating them as leaders, compared to rule-abiding leaders. Rule-bending leaders, on the other hand, tend to be seen as clever and creative because they're able to navigate the rules resourcefully without breaking them. This makes them more attractive as leaders because they're seen as being smart and pragmatic. Rule-abiding behaviours by leaders, where they follow the rules, tends to be seen as increasing cooperation and harmony and upholding social order. Now, these people are significantly more likely to be granted leadership status compared to the rule-breakers. And the context matters as well in that leaders who are rule benders are preferred in both competitive and cooperative contexts. Rule abiders tend to be granted leadership status in cooperative organisational context, but less so in competitive organisational context. And rule breakers are least preferred in leadership roles in both contexts due to their low prestige. To learn more about this and download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Break or Bend. Managerial Team Coaching in Practice A new study looking at the impact of managers' coaching skills and learning orientation on team-level architectural knowledge and the team's performance has found that. The level of coaching skill of the manager has a direct impact on the effectiveness of the team's architectural knowledge or their knowledge of how to get things done within the system. The level of the manager's learning orientation has a significant impact on the development of team-level architectural knowledge, and the level of team's architectural knowledge significantly predicts their performance. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for managerial team coaching. Organisational communications and organisational knowledge management. A new systematic review about to be published looking at the connections between organisational communications and organisational knowledge management has found that 
Much of the research focuses on internal communications capability and its role in facilitating knowledge management. The relationship between the quality of internal communications and an organisational's knowledge management in practice is strong and highly significant. The organisational factors which predict an organisation's internal communications capabilities include things like the organisational culture, management support, technology complexity, LMX or leader member exchange, organisational climate, employee advocacy and organisational commitment, learning orientation, communicating with and listening to clients, etc. Although less well-researched, external communication with other organisations, industry and society in general, is also a critical aspect of knowledge management. The problems that occur with knowledge management and organisational communications tend to include, firstly, a lack of focus on the effectiveness and development of internal and external communications, lack of the use of networks for innovation and knowledge management, failure to link knowledge management with the strategic objectives of the organisation, not linking innovation and exploration activities with knowledge management and communication effectiveness. Knowledge is difficult to observe and therefore tends to get ignored in, as a strategic capability. And lastly, the connections between knowledge management, communication and learning across the organisation are critical and need to be examined. To learn more about this and download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Organisational Knowledge Management. The connection between employee productivity and organisational performance measures. A new study looking at how global organisational performance measures improve employee productivity has found that performance measures have a series of pros and cons, both of which need to be considered by organisations. Direct measures of productivity can help to understand the impact of incentives on worker behaviour and the accumulation of human capital. Worker productivity is usually multidimensional, so performance measures tend to need to cover different aspects like quantity, quality and strategic relevance. Most productivity measures in organisations cover relatively few dimensions. Performance measures should align with and inform policy decisions. And performance measures are also used for understanding peer effects, human capital acquisition and the impact of working from home on productivity. Measures often capture only one dimension of productivity and may not therefore be representative across sectors or economies, and they can also vary significantly over time and between countries. Measures are not often tested in organisations to see if they actually help to improve performance, and chasing excessive productivity improvements can result in negative outcomes, and there is no one single universal measure of employee productivity. To learn more about this and download the full research briefing, Go to the library and search for Organisational Performance Measures. The problem of the organisational autonomy paradox due to regulatory and compliance pressures. A new study looking at the impact of using dialogue to manage the tensions caused in organisations by the autonomy paradox. And this is where the organisation is trying to balance regulatory and compliance demands with the freedom to innovate and keep up with social and market changes, has found that, firstly, continual dialogue and conversations within and across the organisation are critical, 
The emphasis needs to be on interaction, discussion and the sharing of perspectives and ideas. And this means creating opportunities for open discussions, brainstorming and collaborative problem solving, allowing stakeholders to explore and experiment with different management processes, styles and mechanisms, and recognising that the realisation of what tensions are created by this paradox and their impact tends to occur over time. So to learn more about this and download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Autonomy Paradox. What factors impact employee productivity and performance when working from home? New systematic review has looked at what factors increase or decrease employee productivity and performance when working from home and has found that there are five clusters of factors that impact this. Firstly, the work environment and technical infrastructure. Secondly, the nature of the tasks being done. Thirdly, the industry and characteristics of the individual role. Fourth, the gender and family responsibility of the individuals working from home. And fifth, the mental health and job satisfaction factors. Now, there are a wide range of factors which impact employee productivity and performance when working from home, and there's no simple, all-encompassing answer to this issue. To learn more about this and download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Employee Productivity and Performance. Why organisational and management support for talent management practices is critical. A new study looking at the impact of organisational and line management support for talent management practices has found that management support improves every form of talent management practice except individual task performance. The impact of talent management practices on individual talent performance becomes more noticeable when there is a lower level of organisational support for development. Line managerial support for development and organisational support for development can effectively substitute each other's as sources of developmental support. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Talent Management Practices. The Gender Variance Scale New research has developed a new measure of gender diversity, the Gender Variance Scale or the GVS which measures the distance an individual is from gender norm or the binary male-female opposites based on four dimensions, personality, emotions and feelings, physical and biological looks, societal and occupational behaviours, and cognitive and intellectual processing and interests. Now, the gender variance scale is an 11-item self-report scale which helps identify gender diversity across the population and has been well validated. So the research briefing for this is in the library, look for gender variance, but also in the library is also the tool itself. So we've replicated the gender variance scale so that you can use it. Also this month, we have the reviews for September 2023 and October 23, the synopsis for September and October 2023, there's a copy of the GVS scale in the tools. We also have videos and podcasts. So we have videos and podcasts for the September and October 2023 synopsis. And also for the November 2023 members seminars, 
which were around culture change and seven evidence-based principles that have been found that underpin culture change from social psychology research. And they're available now in the members area. We also have markdown files for all of the research briefings mentioned so that you can import them directly into your personal knowledge management system, particularly if you're using something like Obsidian. And then also this month, we've got some extra slide packs for you that are linked to previous research briefings. So the slide packs that we've added this month are how employee perceptions impact customer perceptions and organizational performance, increasing employee retention and performance, the case for workplace flourishing, intolerance of uncertainty and decision-making, measuring organizational coaching outcomes, mentoring and coaching staff, is it a good thing, mixing different types of coaching, pathways to innovative performance for SMEs, the competencies needed for increasing the performance of self-management teams, the three most effective styles of leadership for complex organizations, the undesirable effects of performance management reforms on employees, and why an organizational learning orientation should be seen as a dynamic capability, not a strategic orientation, and why this matters. And that's it for the synopsis for November 2023.